Well, Phil, that was Mirabai Bush, uh, author of uh, Walking Each Other Home. I thought she was uh, terrific. I really enjoyed talking to her, sincere, smart. Obviously, uh, you know, I've always had an, an interest in, uh, in Ram Das. Uh, he was really uh, one of the key players in getting uh, Eastern mysticism, meditation, all that uh, popular in, in, the, in the West, uh, as he was uh, uh, also got LSD popular in the West. But a fascinating <laughs> guy. And uh, yeah, I think she did a great job. And in subject matter, obviously, we all should be interested in. Well, you know, Ram Dass is a very key figure in modern spirituality. You know, I write about him a mm-hmm. lot in American Veda, and I interviewed him for the book. And in in certain ways, uh, when I asked him about his role, he said, um, it was very sweet, he said, I was like an uncle to the counterculture, you know, to all of us seekers right. who were like 10, 15 years younger than him, whatever. Uh, starting in the late 60s, he he was like a Pied Piper to many of us, and um, and especially to people who were close to him, like Mirabai, uh, and people like Larry Brilliant, who he interviewed, mm-hmm. and Krishna Das, and other people who went to uh, India with him, or went to met him in India and went to. Uh, visit with Neem Karoli Baba, they became devotees. Right. And they went they in turn had a huge influence on the culture. Ramdas was like a prototype of the Westerner who got to represent these, you know, traditional teachings from right. India. Right. And, and, and for our listeners, I want to recommend <clears throat> listen to our interview with uh, Larry Brilliant. Uh, yeah. he was uh, he was uh, an incredible story. Uh, Mirabai uh, obviously knows him, uh, was a contemporary, also a very early on Western seeker, and uh, wound up in the same ashram in India. And that, by the way, is the ashram that uh, Steve Jobs went to, but it was after yes. the guru had passed. And so, uh, but uh, some some great stories there. But, you know, Mirabai... And Jayutal, Jayutal also, who we've interviewed, mm-hmm. uh, learned to do kirtan <laughs> there at, with Neem Karoli Baba. So, uh, and we'll have to get some more people on because that lineage, those people connected with Ram Dass or through Ram Dass to Neem Karoli Baba uh, I... were an important part of the overall story. Mm-hmm. And Mirabai, like uh, some of the others, went on to, you know, making a very important contributions with her Center for Contemplative Mind and Society. Now you've been uh, there, have you not? Years. Been where? Is there is there a physical center? I've not I've not been there. It's in Western Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and uh, but I've not uh, been there, um, and I don't know what uh, the facility's like. If it is a facility, it could be you know something where they uh, provide services mm-hmm. in different places uh, and it's just offices but people can go to mirabaibush.com and find out more about that and her other work and her other programs uh, yeah was she interviewed for American Veda I did interview her and I mentioned her there as one of the several people who uh, like I said were associated with Neem Karoli Baba and, and went on to do important work like with the Seva Foundation and uh, other projects. Yeah, the Seva Foundation, I believe, was started by Larry Brilliant, who was a d- medical doctor. 
And, That's uh, right. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, she, she, um, she does, is she a Buddhist? Did she say if she was a Buddhist? Um, I wouldn't, I don't know that she would uh, accept the label like that. I think, you know, from what I can tell, she may have a Buddhist meditation practice or some kind of mindfulness, but I don't know that she would want to be labeled. She has a very, you know, broad uh, range of spiritual influences. We'd uh, like so many of us. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was <clears throat> just in New York City and uh, I, I saw some people, I saw one person, a friend of mine from the David Lynch Foundation, and they, they go around, you know, teaching TM to corporations and schools. And he was saying, you know, there's a lots of meditations out there, and, and not in a competitive sense, but he said, isn't it amazing? Like, we, we got involved in this thing in, in the 70s, uh, or you in, this, in the late 60s, I, I in 1970. And yeah, you're young. You, if you had mentioned, uh, you know, a meditation to someone on Wall Street or anything along those lines, I mean, you were so from another planet. Whereas now they get calls from all these hedge fund guys and say, hey, you know, I'm under a lot of pressure. Now, they may start for different reasons, uh, but, but meditation has really become mainstream. Uh, matter of fact, in about 1971 or two, <clears throat> you know, we're both friends with Jack Forum. Uh, my father uh, was the president of a Rotary Club in New Jersey, and he had Jack Forum come over and speak on TM. And it was well received. But that, that, that actually, uh, a blurb on that appeared in an article on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. And my, my father got called from all over the place at that time because it was really foreign. It was really different. But now yeah. uh, meditation, and these were the pioneers, people like Amirabai yeah. Bush, people like uh, Larry Brilliant and all. They, these were the people, that uh, Ram Das that were involved. They had a vision very early on. And I mean, we got involved pretty early also. Yeah, and, and what they experienced was very parallel to what people like us experienced in the TM world and what people, you know, associated <laughs> with other gurus like Muktananda and Satchidananda and all the yoga teachers. They all experienced it started, you know, with people on the fringes of society. You know, the counterculture. If you look at some of the old pictures of Ramdas, you know, after he returned from India leading uh, groups of uh, people in, you know, communal discourses and chanting and all that. It's all a bunch of hippies. What, what, was, the, what was the film? <laughs> and then it went it, into the mainstream. <clears throat> because, what was the film that you know, recently came out about Ram Dass after he had a stroke? All that Fierce I, Grace. Yeah, that was that was. Fierce really Grace. It's a beautiful film by uh, Mickey Lemley and uh, should be seen by people. I'm sure you can yeah. purchase it or you know download it or something. That, that being it's, said, it's your book on Yogananda talks about these spiritual practices, uh, Eastern knowledge coming to the United States in the 30s uh, by Yogananda. 20s. 20s. Actually, so he, was he way, came way, in 1920. Way ahead of his time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he was, uh, you know, he was set a template, and you know, when you know, when I interviewed people for American Veda and I asked them how they got on their spiritual paths, Autobiography of a Yogi was the book that was most often right. mentioned. The second most often mentioned was Ram Dass's Be Here Now. Yeah, it's and. You know, so you could see the influence from one generation to another. Uh, obviously, Be Here Now had a great appeal 
to uh, our generation of seekers, but so did autobiography of Yogi, which was more conventionally written, but, you know, covering the same ground, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, um, um, for those that haven't read Be Here Now, go and read it. Also read the autobiography of Yogi and read Phil's new book, Learn It All. But I I was in a bookstore about, (laughs) I don't know, it was about 15 years ago. Uh, around 2001, 2002, so more than 15 years ago, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and I saw the book Be Here Now, and I hadn't read it in, you know, since the 70s, and I started reading it. I couldn't put it down. I was there for a couple hours, and some of the stuff he predicted at the end, developing communities, or not predicted, but he recommended, I thought, man, he was was way ahead of his time, and hopefully we're moving in, in, in that direction. Although... There, there are many signs out there right now that um, cult, the culture is not moving in the best of directions, but hopefully uh, more and more people getting involved in spiritual yeah. practice will change that. And there's Help you know, parallel that. things going on that are very <laughs> positive. Right. And, um, yeah, be here now, uh, like you, I hadn't looked at it since the early 70s, and then when I was working on American Veda, I you know, it was one of the things I picked up again, and it really holds up. You know, it has a lot of hippy-dippy stuff that seems, you know, sort of dated now mm-hmm. and a little, you know, humorous. But the substance of it, it you know, it's, it really holds up just, you know. Well, not, let's not forget, he was a professor at Harvard, so he was, he was a very well-educated, bright guy, good writer, and he articulated yeah. uh, the experience. And, and if just for, me, for people that are seekers today, spiritual seekers, it's it's a great document to get a sense of what it was like for a spiritual seeker back then, and it was and to very, take it, um, very exotic to go all the way to India and you know to, to do what he did. Yeah. But to take it <clears throat> full circle up to the present, the current book, co-written by Ramdas and Mirabai, um, "Walking Each Other Home." <clears throat> is like, Be Here Now was the beginning of Ram Dass's, uh mm-hmm. contribution. This could be, you know, the swan song. This this is, you know, right. they were, as, as Mirabai said, they were very conscious of, of you know, this being on the deadline because Ram Dass is 87 right. and still uh, <clears throat> under the effects of a stroke. Uh, and uh, Mirabai's in her late 70s. Right. And, and so this has... Uh, you know the the feeling of maturity and uh, two elders, you know, speaking. Whereas you know everything was new and different in in when Be Here Now was written, and uh, so reading both as sort of bookends. Right. Yeah. And I and I would say great idea. Uh, getting involved in I would recommend getting involved in meditation and spiritual practice early in life yep. because it makes dealing with the, uh, the, the, what you deal with later in life, toward the end of the show, uh, easier, because it gives you uh, insights and you see beyond the superficial and, and uh, get a glimpse, hopefully, into the eternal. But anyway, uh, it was a great interview. There it Thanks is. Have her back on. Phil, till next time. Okay, from one elder to the other. There you go. Good one.